0: Hello, this is a Korean in America, currently on a classic Korean drama kick. Today I will review Secret Garden, which is more or less the pioneer of the urban fantasy sam in Korea. <laughs> Introduction. Korean dramas are notorious of having a small range of subject matters that they deal with. The common subjects include marriage strife, 10th something romances, mysteries of, birth, oh, it's mysteries of birth, and rich people who people love to hate and love. However, this subject matter range of Korean dramas have been widening a little by little since the 2010s as the audience has been little by little trained to accept more out of their subjects on TV by American and Japanese entertainment. With this Japanese drama, The Weird has been a part of the medium since more and more dramas have been based on mangas and light novels. With American drama, the medium has moved on from the 90s and early 2000s trend of sci-fi related shows to the supernatural based shows whether they be about superheroes and vampires. Some might be sparkling. This is what we call the boom of the urban fantasy genre. So urban fantasy, Korean dramas on the other hand had never really embraced the more odd stuff before the 2010s. There were some horror related stuff and stuff based on legends, creepy legends prior to the decade we currently find, find ourselves in. However, they were more few in number and mostly not set in the present day. The earliest Korean drama I remember going for the more urban horror feel is M from 1994 starring actress shin She was young and pretty hot then. While this was a success, success at the time, there was no strong follow-up show that was set in the same genre. So time went by as Korean drama found its success in trendy miniseries and pure sweet picture romances. And what a success it was as the 2000s was a great decade for Korean drama within and beyond the boundaries of Korea. This all started to change as Korean dramas tried to incorporate influences from both American and Japanese shows as a new decade started. This led to shows such as Queen Inyans Man from 2012, Operation Proposal from 2012, Rooftop Prince from 2012. <laughs> it is not surprising that all these shows aired in the year 2012. While the turnover time in Korean drama industry is fast, it does take about a year for the concept to be assimilated into the mainstream once a concept is proven to be viable. In this case, The concept was that the uh, Korean audience was hungry for urban fantasy. The show that proved this concept was Siki Garden 2010. Secret Garden 2010 is a combination of two concepts. One is a standard Korean drama. You have the rich 20 something heir to a conglomerate, Jebal in Korean, straight out of the Jane Austen Mr. Darcy mold. You have a poor girl who struggles to succeed in a chosen profession without much consideration for man. It is the modern Miss Bennett used by everyone in Korean dramas for the last three decades or so. The twist is that her chosen profession is a stuntwoman. woman. How controversial. I'm being sarcastic. After a standard meet-, meet scene, our obnoxious Mr. Darcy falls head over heels for our uh, Miss Bennett. So he rather creepily stalks her and tries to force his presence on her while plunging into self denial about the whole thing. I can't be falling in love with this poor person who actually works for a living. Oh, and there is a fade connection. Oh, and what would a Korean drama be, out, be without? A oh, fade connection. In other words, it is a standard Korean drama. Repeat, it is a standard Korean drama. But this is when things are shaken up from the Korean drama norm. At the end of the first act, when the male lead is trying to force his his presence on, him, on the female lead and thus create some Stockholm Syndrome effects, Secret Garden becomes a body swap show. I mean a body swap show. Think Freaky Fridays, but with people from the opposite gender. Let's talk about body swap shows. While every goofy teen sitcom on television has done at least one body swap episode, shows with body swap as their main premise is not that common even in American shows. When I googled it, I could not actually find a mainstream American show with a body swap as a main premise. The closest I got was Quantum Leap. While Quantum Leap is a classic TV show, it is not exactly technically body swap. Maybe. It's more sci-fi something something, but it's that complicated. Just go watch Quantum Leap. This lack of body swap as a main premise in the show it's rather interesting as there are so many movies and episodes that use it as a gimmick. Anyway, back to Secret Garden. Once the two leads swap their bodies, the plot goes as expected, doing all the cliché stuff associated with body swapping. And this in itself is not that interesting. What is interesting is that Secret Garden is still a standard Korean drama with all the family intrigues, the discourse we have come to expect from a Korean drama rich guy's family has problems with a poor girl, although at this point, it is actually the rich guy in the body of the poor girl which makes things interesting. Even the third weird girl and the boy are still a- uh, there doing their own stuff. However, by adding the body swap concept, the show uses it to help facilitate the development of a close personal bond between the lead two characters that we think dramas just force onto the audience. We believe in the relationship be- between the characters because we actually see them go through an ordeal to, uh, together. In a way, it is a realism, albeit a realism created by a fantastic concept. An additional effect of the addition of the body swap concept is that it does solve some lack of story issues common so common in Korean dramas. With standard Korean drama shows, whether it be mystery or birth or just simple romance, they have a difficulty in supporting more than 10 episodes before there is no more to say about the story, thus the rest is just padded filler. With Secret Garden, this, solved, this is solved by the addition of the body swap, since it alone can at least support six episodes. Let's talk about the actors. Secret Garden represents the peak of Hajiwan's drama career, which started really with Damo in two thousand three. The focus of her career was the uh, the silver screen rather than the small screen. Hajiwan is one of those cases in which her image and presence on screen overwhelmingly surpasses her actual skill in other a, a craft. In other words. She's not one of the best actress- actresses produced in Korea and even in Korean drama. And I know this is going to enrage her fandom. I equate Hajiwan to uh, Katy-, Katy Perry. Both are more popular there than their actual talent in their craft warrants. Okay, I'm pissing off two separate fandoms, but unlike Katy Perry, I actually think Hajiwan is charming. Okay. Hajiwon has only really 3 basic modes to her acting. The first is the sweet and innocent mode. The second is a nice but rowdy and energetic mode. The third is a silent but action woman mode. While I say three, it's more like two modes since she commonly mixes the first two modes in her performances. This in itself is not that much of a problem since many actors only really have a single character they consistently repeat. The problem is that she does not have the nuance to utilize all her acting modes at the same time. In the beginning of her career, this was not much of a problem since the roles given to her just required one mode at a time. However, as her career progressed, She got more complex roles which require all her acting modes to be mixed together. This is where the problem becomes more evident. When Hajiron tried to do complex, it ends up being more like the character has no defining characteristics. And this is what happened in Suki Garden but only for half of the time. When she was playing the female character, I was never sure what kind of character she was. Was she she tough? Was she sweet? Was she kind? What kind of personality does she have? I never got a sense of her character from her performance since she was mixing her acting mode trying to be complex. And as a result, the first few episodes were the Hyunbin show as he does have a character with a definite characteristic. Hajiwon was just there. This rather changes when the body swap happened. The depictions of the characters after the body switch is horrendous, albeit less horrendous, horrendous than those in Urara couple from 2012. Once the characters swap bodies, the resulting characters in the new bodies do not resemble the actual original source characters. I never thought that that the female in the male body was the actual female from the start of the show. Rather, they are just a collection of all the stereotypical biases society has about the genders. The female is oh so innocent and so sweet and so weak and the male is oh I'm a male, I'm a male. Uh, This is worse for the female character in the male's body. This actually gives Hyunbin, the actor, the short end of the straw. Once the body swap happens, the show actually becomes the hajiwon show. Before the hajiwon's character was not well defined. Once the swap happens, Hajiwan is playing a male, albeit a stereotypical one. However, the hajiwon is free from trying to be a complex female and now just pushing hard with her rowdy and energetic mode of acting. and this. Works. She now has a defining characteristic. She now has a personality, and it is champion's turn to play a non-character, leaving aside the little fact that the roles lose any defining characteristics depending on the gender. I actually quite enjoyed Hajun's male character, and I really missed the role when eventually the body swap reversed. This is not a spoiler. You should expect this. I mean, it is funny that Hajiwon is better as a male than female. Some other interesting facts. Previously, I mentioned that Secret Garden does not have much padding. This is also because the supporting characters and the other side characters actually have their separate little stories. The third wheel characters have their own little story that could actually be a separate show if it was enlarged. They are played by Yun Sang Hyun and Kim Sarang. At the same time, they are neatly intertwined with the main plot also. It is not, not like the third wheel characters in Mas- uh, Master's Son who basically did not need to be there. I think this fleshing out of the character characters made me really like Kim Sarang in the role although I do not think she is a good actress, she is more of a model. This attention to character detail is also there for the rich man's family. While they are in the show primarily as a plot device, they are given little details and small character arcs which flesh flesh out the characters. So at the end, Secret Garden from 2010 is a show that really pioneered the introduction of the urban fantasy concept into the Korean drama set in modern day. Without this show, Korean drama such as My Love for Manasa from 2014 would not have been made. Even even without this historical significance, Secret Garden is a Korean drama that had good pacing, enough material to cover its own airtime, and a focus on character details, details that are severely lacking in Korean drama of the present. All this makes Secret Garden a classic. One other thing. I did not know why the title is a secret garden? I do not remember a garden in the show. Although a mysterious tavern was named Secret Garden, no, but not really. It was only Secret Garden in the subtitles. It was more like a mysterious garden. Anyway, I think it's named because it's named because of the novel by Francis Hodgson Burnett. According to Wikipedia, the garden represents the site of both near destruction and the subsequent regeneration of a family. Uh, I still do not get the reason for the title. I give this show a score of A+. Thank you for listening to this review podcast of Secret Garden from 2010. Thank you.